This is the Find Your Forte Podcast, Technique Tuesday. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte Podcast with Coral Director and Lifestyle Entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte Podcast, bringing you another Technique Tuesday. Today I'm going to be speaking with you about my five-question choral audition process. This is going to be an audio essay form, so the entire written essay is online at my website, which is ryanguth.com forward slash tt020 for Technique Tuesday 020 or 20. And um, I'm going to try to persuade you to believe... Uh, In this particular episode, I'm going to try to persuade you to believe that the choral audition should be about uh, the individual's personality and not uh, their voice and their technique and their skill level. I found that I can always teach a child to sing as long as they're a good person and they're teachable and they're adaptable and they're self-aware and that kind of thing. So um, we're going to delve into this and uh, hopefully disrupt uh, the idea of the choral process in auditioning uh, to be uh, all technical. Uh, I I want you to look at it as bringing together a group of humans, not a group of voices. So we're going to begin right now. This is a disclaimer. This post may not be for you if you're a glutton for punishment, enjoy being the victim, complain regularly about how much work you have to do, and take pride in the number of data points you'll have to sift through in your choral audition spreadsheet. I'm looking to help people that hate doing unnecessary work as much as I do. I'd love to see you free up your time so you can get back to teaching. This post is geared towards sharing with you a way to get the best results in the shortest amount of time. I've been doing this for the last seven years of my career with exceptional results. It may work in your situation or it may not. If nothing else, it'll get you thinking. So keep an open mind. The benefits of the traditional audition. Being surprised. In my experience, I've found that auditioning choir members for your elite ensemble at the end of the year leaves you with very few surprises. I'd venture to say that auditions are about 95% unnecessary. If you've spent eight to nine months with a group of kids, you pretty much know who your hard workers are and who are your lumps on a log. So yeah, have auditions to find those 5% who will leave you thinking, I had no idea they had it in them. Without fail, this happens every year. Sometimes a student wants to be in the audition to choir so bad that they turn a leaf, so that is a plus. Otherwise, here are the five questions you need to ask yourself. Number one, would I enjoy spending additional class time with a student? Because that's exactly what you're committing yourself to. In my case, I saw my elite middle school ensemble more than their math teachers. I had to know for damn sure that I wanted to spend that much time with a kid before I let him or her into my choir. Remember the Pareto principle of 80-20? 80% of your problems come from 20% of your clientele. 
this is your chance to make sure that 20% doesn't get into your select ensemble. Number two, can I handle mom for another year? Now I'm using mom, of course, because that's just a general term for parent in my situation, but moms tend to cause more of the problems than dads do. They're a little bit, dads are a little more hands-off in, in the uh, place that I was teaching, but could be dad, could be grandma, whoever, parent, guardian, whatever language you want to use. But my number two question is, can I handle mom for another year? This may sound incredibly unfair to you, but I not only audition students, but their parents as well. If mom was a pain in my ass this year, I'm certainly not going to give her son or daughter additional reasons to piss me off. Why would I allow that kind of negativity into my life? You know as well as I do that the apple does not fall far from the tree. Number three, is a student teachable? You likely know this from your experience with the student throughout the year. If you don't, there are some ways for you to find this out within your traditional audition. Now to expound upon this a little bit, when you take a student in for your traditional audition, which is going to be explained in step five, you will have the ability to stop, ask them to change something, and see if it happens. And you will listen... If you listen to my episode um, on my male vocal range evaluation, you'll hear me do this uh, within that episode, which you, if you actually go to this page, uh, ryanguth.com forward slash TT020, you'll find a link within this article to that episode where you'll hear me ask students to do different things and see if they do it. And uh, that's a way to find out if they're teachable, if, they're, if they're, they have an open mind. And you can also tell when a student is not teachable, the ones that think they know everything already, those are not the kids you want in your ensemble. Uh, those children are very easy to spot. Um, they'll yes you to death, but they'll never do what you, t- what you tell them to do. So uh, just watch out for that. Is a student teachable? Number four, is this student naturally talented enough? And the reason why I say enough is because you're just looking for a baseline of talent. Okay, You want to get a student from where they are to where you want them to be. And you need some baseline of talent in order for that uh, to be a possibility. So just think, are they talented enough? They might not be a superstar right now, but if they have the right attitude based on question one, if you want to spend more time with them, then uh, you're going to likely be able to, to build them from where they are to where you want them to be. And number five, is the student a hard worker? This is where your traditional audition process comes into play. So my suggestion is a quick and dirty vocal range evaluation um, and uh, a challenging prepared piece so you can listen to uh, the student one-on-one. You could put the student in a quartet or whatever other formation you want. And uh, I, I like to use something, you know, polyphonic renaissance, something like um, the Pitoni Cantate Domino, uh, for a middle school select choir audition because uh, it's challenging enough by itself and then you can put it together and uh, there's enough independence within the parts that you can really tell if somebody uh, you know really has a grasp on it when you put them in a quartet. Uh, sight singing was never very important to me in my audition process, probably because I hadn't met Dale Duncan yet. If you guys don't know Dale Duncan, he's the founder of the S-Cubed Sight Singing Program, which I think is fantastic for middle school students. He didn't pay me to say this. Uh, I just think he, his work is really, really wonderful. 
Um, so if I had been more confident in teaching sight singing, then I probably would have included more sight singing in my auditions. But um, this, this, this question five, is a student a hard worker? This is really where you're going to implement that traditional audition process, which you have to do anyway. Um, you need to have a paper trail. You need to have a rubric. You need to have some kind of, of concrete. This is how the student scored. So that way, if you need to defend yourself, you can do that. But those first four questions, the would I enjoy spending additional class time with the student? Can I handle mom for another year? Is a student teachable? And is a student naturally talented enough? Those are the questions to me that really matter. This is, am I going to get a good human in my, in my choir that's going to be great to work with? They're going to be open-minded. They're going to be self-aware. They're going to be a good person. They're going to be a team player. That's what really matters to me. And then number five is that, you know, is a student a hard worker? That's very, very important. So if you put a rigorous audition in front of them and they meet those four criteria above, uh, then you're going to have a really, really fantastic student. So here's what I say. There are two acceptable answers to any of the questions above. Okay. And this is thank you to Derek Sivers, who is uh, the founder of cdbaby.com. He is also my entrepreneurial muse. I put a link to uh, his article called Hell Yes or No. And uh, yeah, this is the, these are my two, the two acceptable answers. It's either hell yeah or it's no. If a student does not receive a hell yeah in all five questions, they do not move on to my elite ensemble. I've always found that if, if I'm iffy on any of those points and I put a kid in, then I usually regret that decision. It might mean that they have additional year of work to do, they might have some more character building to do, um, or they might just never really actually be meant for that group. But, but there are two answers, hell yeah or no. And if you don't get a hell yeah, then in every question, then you don't get in the group. Uh, I would just ask you to trust your gut on that one, okay? Obviously, so you don't get fired, like I said, there must be some sort of paper trail so it doesn't look like you're picking your favorites, but in reality, you should just pick your favorites. <laughs> I've always picked my favorites. Um, I, I picked good kids, good kids. That's the most important thing, is, it, is they gotta be good kids. And uh, in the future, um, you can teach good kids to sing better. So if they don't have it all right up front, um, it's okay because you're a teacher and that's what you're good at. So you can teach kids to sing, teach kids to sing in the style that you wish them to sing. And um, as long as they're good kids, they will keep an open mind and they will do what you ask them to do and you will have a fantastic school year. So I hope that uh, you move through this process and value your intuition. And uh, I think if you do that, you'll find that it won't let you down. So this is my... Uh, the conclusion to my episode on my five-question audition process. If you have any questions, certainly feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. I am uh, very active in my own group, which is Choir Nation on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation. Uh, you can also find my contact information on my website, which is ryanguth.com. I want to make sure that you know tomorrow's episode is going to be about my for-profit choir model. Uh, I have been doing for-profit community ensembles uh, for the last seven years. And uh, very exciting news. I'm going to announce tomorrow 
a way that you as a choral director that maybe has a side gig right now doing something else uh, can actually be able to transfer your energy to a choral for-profit side gig with my mentorship, with my undivided attention for the next eight weeks, and I will actually help you launch from scratch an, a, a, in, in eight weeks a for-profit choir entity, in, which is a business in your town, your city, so that you can begin making a little side income to pair with your teaching gig uh, so that you can buy an extra steak dinner once a week, you can send your kids to Taekwondo, or uh, you can just make that car payment or whatever you need uh, and also be incredibly fulfilled by the work that you're doing on the side. So um, hit me up tomorrow for the regular Wednesday episode of the Find Your Forte podcast. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there uh, and explaining my for-profit choir model and how I can make that work for you. So enjoy your Tuesday and we will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.